0: So hello and welcome to Frankly with College with Vidya episode 3. Today on our show, we have a very special guest. So she's a cybersecurity professional and she's also my childhood buddy. Uh, to introduce her, I would say that she radiates positivity. Uh, she is an experienced individual who has worked with uh, the big four. Previously, she was with PwC and currently she's working with KPMG in Dubai. So without wasting much time, let's get into the video and let's talk to her and ask some questions, uh, you know, which would help you choosing the right career path for yourself and to know more about what cybersecurity profession has and what it holds, what, what exactly is the ground reality of that profession. So hello, Bhavya. <laughs> How do you feel to, you know, I think this is an interview on a video call, but I think it's more relaxing if you would have been here in front of me i think that would have been better or, or this is better what what which what was something that you would prefer i think
1: uh, from my perspective i feel that in-person interviews or you know conversations in general are better and uh, these virtual meetings help us you know uh, connect from different geographies but it doesn't right. have that human touch for sure like and and yeah. even while you're working i feel like when you're working with different people across geographies you're able to do that you know in no time and you don't need so all that new nuances new don't come into the picture of people traveling and stuff but when you actually meet people in person you're able to connect really well and that's what yeah you know, uh, kind of makes us human and these virtual meetings are kind of taking it away because
0: we're meeting but we're not meeting but yeah <laughs> everything has its own but i think but but we had no options, options i mean you were in dubai so yes. we had to do it this way maybe
1: someday you can fly so, or take the,
0: the yeah so sometime you can fly back to india and then we can have a you know one on one conversation absolutely okay so, let's get into this uh, entire segment i mean uh, we have called you on our show to you know solve a lot of queries that students have basically and they do not know about this profession entirely and they do not know how to enter this profession so uh, give us an introduction of on cybersecurity and you know what are the spe- specializations into it and you know what a, in a lame in a lame way so that you know everybody in the simplest possible. Way. Okay, okay.
1: So hmm. thanks, thanks first of all for inviting me here. It's a pleasure to be here and be able to. You know talk about what i do on a daily basis and uh, impart that whatever knowledge i have to other people and uh, maybe it helps even if it helps one person i'm glad if i could be of any help and to get started i'll first of all start like give a little introduction about myself so hello everyone my name is Bhavya, and uh, i have uh, so i got into cybersecurity security approximately three, three years back and uh, I would say it was kind of a coincidence and I just landed into this, uh, you know, uh, field. But I'm so glad and I'm, I'm so glad I'm here now. And uh, I don't think that, you know,
0: I could have, uh, I would not change a thing, whatever happened to me while I was. How here. you started, like, uh, how, what was your first step to this profession, I would say?
1: So it's really funny, actually, because uh, while I was in, like, I, I am actually a B-tech, like a B-tech minor, major, major
0: what do you call it b-tech
1: graduate b-tech graduate and just trim that okay so i'll start again (laughs) so a little bit about myself i'm a b-tech graduate and uh, while doing my engineering i hated coding and i kind of told my dad that you know i i really hated coding because and i think when i went towards advanced Java and things like that debugging became a pain and I was like you know what I'm not doing it because I had that creative inclination which I just inherently have and uh, when Mm -hmm. I got into subjects like marketing and I really liked writing and you know uh, I I started uh, finding that more interesting and I kind of told everyone that you know I'm not going to pursue a yeah. I'm not going to be an engineer. I don't see myself like that. This is me in my second or third year of college because I, I just didn't see myself doing it, you know, sitting, mm. doing a daily job and coding. That was just not me. And yeah. what now I understand a lot of people are like that. I just had that out there that, you know, I'm not going to do this because mm. I want to be in a domain where, I mean, I like my job and I like, only if I like it, will I grow in it. I just knew that like, Yeah, yeah. Even
0: yeah. as a kid, we all know it right if you don't like it when did that click to you that you want to get into this like when was the time that you act? yeah cyber was just a coincidence i would say so it was during my placements so
1: the so we have like phases of our placements right so it starts from Mm -hmm. days a lot of companies started coming in and a lot of product companies started coming in who wanted developers and I would, I was so weird, like, I'm so stubborn, I feel I did not apply for those jobs. Like, you have to apply, right? You just don't, right. yeah. those notices used to come in and flow in. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what, I, I'm just not going to go there. And mm-hmm. I, so I think the first company, which I was actually interested in was Deloitte, because they kind of filed for consultant roles. And my understanding yeah. then was that, you know, you don't need to be a coder. Even now that I understand, like even consultants have, like you know, consulting is just a very generic term, and consultants can do thousands of things. So when you're developing, you're you're developing certain things, but when you're a consultant, you are helping organize organizations into tons and millions of things. So there's no end to it. And at that point of time, I understood that you know you don't need to be a coder to get there. So it was Deloitte and the first company that I was interested in. And I actually waited till the last round. And in the last round, ironically, I was asked a dynamic programming question. So the people the people who are from engineering would understand that, you know, so you have basic programming questions and dynamic programming, you need to come up with your algorithm and, you know, it takes some time to develop that. And mm-hmm. then the interviewer told me, and I'm so glad today that, you know, I didn't make it. I am so <laughs> glad, like, you know, we, we all think, like, uh, that all the rejections yeah. actually uh help you get where you need to be and want to be and where yeah, you actually true. uh where you actually uh you know
0: deserve to be and things like that so i didn't make it and i think people much. land up at the best places coincidentally and you know they never i mean a lot of actors that you uh, listen to and they tell you about the journey they often tell that they never wanted to become an actor and <laughs> they yeah. have become yeah. such, kind of, such a sure big I picture, right? so, And I think that's that's what you're trying to tell me here, uh, like about your journey. Yeah, so you know? I i was always a very creative
1: person and I, I saw myself like that, you know, being into sales hmm. and marketing rather than being a
0: technical person. And eventually I didn't I think good. you are acing your game. You are in Dubai right now. I mean, people dream of, you know, reaching to Dubai working there. I mean, uh, are to to you're there and you're earning pretty well you're working with KPMG that's like a big four so I think I mean that that's something to cherish I think I mean,
1: so I, the only thing that I've learned in the past three years that I've worked actually is uh, if you like what you do you will grow like you know every day when you show up at work you won't feel like you're working because you enjoy what you're doing and that is what matters the most and uh, it doesn't it doesn't hit you when you start working on so i, I just just going back and you know reviding a little bit so i got placed into pwc into cyber domain and i used to read a lot so i knew tech like i used to read right so i could correlate mm. things as to okay um, mm you know, with every new technology that's coming in, how exactly do we make it secure? And when the interviews happened, I was able to talk about it. And so I just like ended in PwC. And when I went there, actually, like, you know, in my office and the first questions, uh, the first question I was asked, I was kind of an interview was taken. And the first question that was asked to me uh, was, do you want to get into blue team or red team? I didn't know a thing about cybersecurity. So I'm I just like, there. Okay, what to do? I was like, okay, give me some time to <laughs> make this decision because I need some. What time. is
0: a blue team and a red team?
1: I had no idea. Like, I'm just where you are, right? Like, I, no clue. I'm like, okay. So when we think hmm. of cybersecurity, um, you know, from someone who's not in the domain, it seems <laughs> like this is just another domain like development. That's what we right. think, right? But cyber itself there are so many different
0: streams to it so uh, I was coming to that yeah Yeah, give us a detail about what specialization and what different departments does that uh, hold like cyber security is such a big and a huge uh, you know yeah in itself so can you bifurcate it for us I can try to so at large if you talk about
1: red teaming and blue teaming and in in very like you know common terms so red teamers of uh, predominantly hackers so okay. what they do is uh, when they have an agreement or you know like a yeah agreement with the client the client wants them to break in into their environment and uh, like you know just like an attacker to simulate the whole attack uh, uh attack life cycle and help them identify okay. vulnerability so their task is kind of to break in so that would be the red okay. team side of things. But when you talk about blue teaming, that's this is a very large picture again, because even in red teaming, there's so many types of things. When you talk Obviously, about yeah. breaking in, there could you mm. could break into network, mobile phones, web applications, if like there are specializations there as well. Yeah. But when you come towards the blue teaming side of things, so this would be uh, predominantly helping organizations stay safe. And this can be bifurcated into two different uh, types of things. One would be uh, on the technical side, like, you know, where you're actually uh, developing or uh, deploying certain tools to proactively. So there are many things. Uh, Mm. When you talk about blue teaming, one thing is proactively looking into, you know, so let's say you have there's an organization and. They want to know at all, like, you know, in real time, what's happening and what are the threats and everything that is proactive monitoring to identify what's happening in real time. And in case there's a breach that comes into the picture and uh, something which has already happened, then usually forensics comes into the picture.
0: Okay. And that comes under the blue
1: teaming? Yeah, it comes in blue teaming itself. So uh there is incident response
0: there's digital forensics which comes after incident response i i have a question regarding this right now yeah. so what if like i i hold an organization and something happens you know some cyber threat or something that you know virus something happened okay i don't know uh, the uh, words to say it but uh, so whom whom shall i contact like uh, what what do i need to do what is the first step that i need to go through if, if i am when- facing a cyber threat as an organization not as an individual Okay, so
1: organizations usually have a lot of policies and procedures in their place in in place for them. So they have mm-hmm. an information security manual (ISPM) as they call it, and they already. I mean, it's a, it's the best practice that you know you need to have. You, it's a must-have, rather than a good-to-have process. So it's highly recommended for organizations to already be prepared rather mm-hmm. than you know so you are like a step ahead from the attackers rather than once an attack has already happened you are you you're like okay now what to do so a lot of companies like the big fours are there to you know and uh, to help you out basically but for, so it's also different for all uh, various geolocations So when we talk about let's say US or Europe so Europe for example has a, a policy, policy or maybe I am um, yeah it's it's a policy so you call it GDPR mm. and okay. what that kind of states is if there's any breach that has happened you know uh any sort of PII like a uh, personally identifiable information which has gone out uh mm-hmm. of any customer residing in Europe you know by the yeah. organization so the organization mm-hmm. is liable to pay uh to let the authorities know that this has happened Within 72 hours of the breach happening. But within the 72 hours of them knowing that the breach has happened. Otherwise, okay. there's like a huge amount of fine fines that, you know, organizations have to pay.
0: And uh, that's how, so it's also different for, uh, you know, a lot of... Exactly. So I was coming to uh, the point where, like, I stay in India and our viewers are from India mostly. So, for them, like if, if any organization, or for that matter, let's keep the organization aside. Um, if any individual is facing any cyber threat, what should be our first step? Individual. What, how? Yeah.
1: So, an individual working in a firm
0: or just like, um, I would say an individual normally because uh, I think internet is a big world today and a lot of people face a lot of uh, cyber threat each day. I know it's not completely something related to your work, but I just wanted to ask you this, what a person can do or should do or should their first step be if you know so they if, face any cyber threat. So just, just to, I think
1: uh, in India, what you can do is if there is something which is kind of bothering you and you know, somebody is threatening you and things like that, and you feel like uh, you need to report this to someone. So the best, person, the best people to go to is the police. Because they do have a cyber division who's trying to, you know, step up and help people.
0: And uh, okay. I, I think that's the best place to go. because. But you, even you know uh, how uh, our police it's official kind of, and system of is slow, up. I would say. It is. Yeah, they would. Um, but But on a personal level, what should a person do? firstly if depends also uh, on what
1: happened
0: depends on what happened yeah that that's true so okay i have another thing that i can ask you related to this if um, i am see the uh, cafe work culture is on a hike everybody is right now working in either a cafe or on a works uh vocation and you know that sort of place so we generally uh log into a wi-fi that's public or that's there and i think that Uh, creates a lot of uh, hindrance to our privacy and you know a lot of data is out there um, which can be breached I feel so how can I be safe with using that public service but I I still want to keep my devices safe or myself safe from any cyber threat that could happen I know I'm not a celebrity uh, you know that somebody would hack on my own phone but still I mean uh, uh, data breaching is a big thing so what uh, do you have anything to say on that
1: I think you have a very good point there that, you know, we all need to be aware of how much yeah. uh, data we, we uh, that is kind of outside, you know, and uh, we we all think that, you know, what what's going to happen, but you really don't know what's going to happen. And we've exactly. seen very small, small mistakes from people leading to huge attacks on organizations. So when you're, let's say, you know, you are an individual, you have your personal life, I agree. But when you are actually associated with certain organizations, I know this won't be applicable to people who are not working for firms, but in general, you know, how do you maintain that hygiene? So that's very, very important. And I really like the point that you're, you know, highlighting. So first of all, I would highly recommend everyone not to not use public Wi-Fi because you don't know who's out there
0: don't use right.
1: it or even if you want to maybe you know have your own vpn and connect to the tunnel so having the vpn on uh, helps you have like you know your uh, all your data is in like encrypted channel and everything so nobody can okay. get into it like or, or just like have uh, packets and packet filtering and analysis and do the uh, particular analysis so that might help you a little bit but preferably don't use it have okay. your own whatever is required Small things mm-hmm. and, and also about the hotspot. something that I re- realized recently, I was on a flight and yeah. I, so but this is very recent, I think last week when I was traveling to Dubai and uh, I was in the flight, I had not switched the SIM, okay, and I needed like internet, mm. so just scanning, okay, Wi-Fi and I found mm. somebody's and I was like, okay, I, I just like brute forcing, okay, finding, okay, one to I was able to access internet <laughs> and I'm just like, people still use it it still works right so, we all talk about password complexity but the very like okay fine you know you have you're having all these complex complex passwords in your
0: email accounts mm-hmm. but what about your hotspots yeah like very small i, I was complexity. just i was just scrolling through youtube and i, I found a video where i saw uh, there was a guy who's 12 years old and he's a hacker in texas okay and he was informing people about, you know, he could easily hack anybody's phone. I mean, you just have to use his Wi-Fi and then he could uh, hack your mobile phone, your WhatsApp, your uh, all uh, application. and That's so easy. (laughs) He was making it seem so easy. So So that is...
1: I mean, it's tricky. It's not really very easy at this point of time. But, you know, if we are all aware of what we are doing, like I gave the, you know, just circling back to my previous example, where you have right. a very easy pass of one to 8 We all do it because, you know, whenever we have to give an hotspot, we just like 1-8. to But mm. it's so generic. Everybody knows about it. So we need to make sure that, you know, we inculcate all these habits where uh, we're kind mm-hmm. of having complex passwords and certain set of com- we keep changing also our complex passwords that's also a very important thing because you don't know sometimes you uh, log into dominoes and that got phased and you just just yeah. give an example so the, the password went away so just keep switching everything and uh, that's kind of a huge uh, cyber idea itself that you can interact. how do
0: you keep yourself safe i mean you're working for such a big company like how what are the three things that you follow to keep your devices and your uh, you know things safe first of
1: all having your own internet uh, whatsoever like you know even if you need mm. hotspot or anything having your vpn on these are the two things having complex passwords everywhere so complex that now my earlier somebody I- who has a low memory power, what what do they do unable to log into my previous iPhone, it's all dead now because of the complex password I don't remember. <laughs> so there, there's a whole triad, right, where you talk about functionality, usability, and security. And whenever sure. somebody, so all of these softwares that you look at, these all three mm-hmm. factors have to be inculcated to see how the user experience really is. And if you uh, you know, divert a lot towards uh, security, then functionality mm-hmm. and usability might take a hit. And so things like that you have to maintain that balance so that the triangle is equilateral and not isosceles at any point of time
0: so yeah sure we'll try <laughs> and hopefully the viewers will also try you know keeping in mind whatever you shared with us yeah. okay um, we we literally got distracted to the point i was i was about to ask you what are the specific course or subject that you need to opt for to get into cybersecurity profession a lot of students wanted to know this and they asked this question in the community poll so yeah if you could answer that so i totally get the point because
1: even while i was in college when somebody would say the hacking i would just be like dude that's impossible right that's all we all that's what we all think and i totally agree that you know you need to kick start from somewhere so there are only and i the having a background in engineering kind of helps because we also the, the subjects that are important it would be computer networks operating systems and uh, obviously programming okay. these are the three programming language things. what are the programming anything language? so it also depends on you know what you want to do so let's say you want to get into bug bounty where you are you know finding bugs in web applications and a lot of organizations actually pay you a lot of bug bounty, bounty for finding bugs. And uh, for that, so in case you want to, I'll just give a you know very simple example to help you understand why I'm saying this, why coding is important, is even if you don't code, you need to understand what the code says, right? To, so like, right. let's say there's a web application. If you don't know what it's doing, how will you find the bug in it, right? So right. you first need to understand the fundamentals. So when you're looking at, let's say you're looking at hacking into, into a cell phone, for example, you need to know Mm -hmm. everything about the cell phone to hack into it, or at least to some extent, right? Mm
0: -hmm. If you understand
1: certain sections of it, then you know, okay, this is what I know. And I'll try to see uh, if these sort of vulnerabilities are there or not. That Mm -hmm. applies to everything. When you
0: talk about network. uh, Yeah. So don't you think so? Like uh, when you're saying uh, like, when you, uh, when you want to get into hacking, these are the subjects, like you need to know the programming languages and you need to be aware of these subjects. And obviously engineering uh, uh, background helps. But what if somebody wants to get into non-technical? As we were talking earlier also, you discussed about, you know, having a non-technical and technical profile in cybersecurity, like in the profession that you are in. So what about the non-technical thing? Uh, like a person like me who has done a broadcast journalism, can some, uh, somebody like me uh, turn into a cybersecurity professional or can I, can I get into... Absolutely. I feel like, you know, today, so just to diverge a little bit,
1: uh, earlier in earlier times, you know, you had to go to college and, you know, get that degree to get into a job. Yeah. But today, because of the evolving landscape and, you know, we're Mm -hmm. all studying online. We don't really have to, even if we went to college, we all studied online. So, I mean, YouTube is everything, everything that you want to know and learn.
0: Is there so if you want to learn, and College Vidya provides online courses, so you can go to our website. (laughs) So, I mean, it's everywhere. Like, if you
1: want to study operating systems, you can study from uh professors from IIT and you know, MIT and whatnot. Just just go on YouTube, and you're like, okay, so you just need that few things to know that you know, Mm -hmm. this is what I need to study, and then Mm -hmm. just so also, uh, because cyber is a very huge domain. First of all, and and actually to get in, so talking about the non-tech side a little bit later, I think there's something which is very important, which uh, very few people talk about, and that's uh, your personal, like, you know, interpersonal skills and your soft skills matter a lot in terms of, and not just cybersecurity, but every uh, job that you're doing at large. So, Like for me, I got started into registered forensics and I didn't know a thing about it. I did not. Right. But Mm -hmm. uh, I had a few, uh, you know, like uh, I was just very curious all the time. And I used to ask a lot of questions. So that kind of helped me understand that. okay. And I also had certain amount of patience uh, when it and because I was like very, very curious where when there is an incident that has happened and there are only certain set of questions that you need to ask right okay uh, yeah. how did the attacker get in you know the initial yeah. access point how what was the main vulnerability which was exploited was it a person or was it a vulnerability in the uh, machine and then how did he propagate how did he exfiltrate information from the machine and finally what happened like you know to understand the entire attack life cycle You you have to Mm -hmm. ask a lot of questions. And if you know your operating system, you know, right, like in a right manner, you understand how a file system works and where things are stored and, you know, where are the certain points where you can get this information from? You need to have patience, but you also need to be curious and have that mindset, okay, this is how it's happening, but why does it happen? Mm -hmm. So those those personal skills also come into a picture when you are deciding what you want to get into in cyber in general. Because if you have... Like, so both, actually everything in cyber requires patience, but patience <laughs> to break into something
0: and hmm. the patience to find what, uh, you know, someone did to break into it is different. Any any case that you want to talk about that you have uh, solved in your entire career till now and you are very proud of it or, you know, anything that you want to share with students and working profession watching this? Mostly it's confidential and I can't talk
1: about it, but uh, hmm. A lot of my experience yet has gone into working on in ri- ransomware uh, uh, attacks, and mm-hmm. uh, I think there was a period during COVID, especially because since uh, COVID started, and because yeah. of the whole remote working, uh, operating system, operating uh, a lot of organizations because they looked at functionality and usability more than security. A lot of organizations got hit with ransomware attacks in general. And I think there's a study where every four minutes one organization getting hit by a ransomware attack. And to talk about ransomware, give a little understanding. Yes. Unlike every incident where you know you just know that you know you got breached. and uh, like it's kind of stealthy. You don't know what what's happening, right? If somebody has mm-hmm. an he's not gonna come 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 and tell yeah. you, okay, I'll take this. Now I'm gonna go. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. What happens in ransomware if your machine has got, uh, you know, infected, for example, so all your user files are going to be encrypted and you will not be able to access any of it unless you pay a certain amount. So like, you know, how kidnapping used to work, ransom, yeah. like yeah. or uh, kidnappers used to take ransom from uh, family. Yeah. It's the same way how and ransomware uh, threat actors across the globe. It's almost like a business. They operate, mm-hmm. so we think it's a one or two people, but it's literally no. a business. And mm-hmm. uh, so they need to take, uh, you know, you need to pay a certain amount of ransom. It's like blackmailing, dude. <laughs> it is absolutely. And it has gone up like crazy. I mean, I'm, it's just, just like massive. I've been recently working to, you know, help organizations create that flow. As to Mm when, okay, now that you've got hit, how do you exactly navigate the entire process? Because when you're hit by a ransomware attack, it's going to be going to be a huge, like a very complex process because not one person in your organization, not just, it's not just the IT people or, you know, the service man Like it's going to be your legal
0: and compliance and communication. Because you need to like. How much time does it uh, take to solve one such issue? I mean, it's such an ongoing thing. You must be working on two, three projects at a time. I feel it used to happen in my earlier organizations a lot because uh,
1: I was kind of like on the for- forefront, and I was at the and even till like now I'm a digital forensics SME. So organizations usually come to me when something bad has happened already. And many a times, as you correctly mentioned that, you know, we had two, three different ransomware attacks, two, three different clients, uh, yeah. you know, getting hit, but, uh, the time taken to recover depends on how ready the organization is. And, okay. you know, absolutely, absolutely it, because specifically when you talk about ransomware, in case, you know, you have your backup and recovery, uh, uh, process in place and it's been tested and tried so many times that uh, your muscle memory is already built and in case you're hit by a ransomware attack the teams the exact teams uh, know what to do at the right amount uh, right, right time and you know you can right. just bring them uh, bring them into the picture and you can always go back to the last known good state mm-hmm. instead of going and paying that amount to the ransomware, yeah. ransomware attacker but there's one more catcher ransomware is uh Threat actors, not just encrypt, but there's a a latest trend where they also exfiltrate information, right? So they can just, what they do is usually go on the dark web and post that, you know, uh, this has been leaked now. And Mm. for them, like they kind of uh, tell you that, you know, it's called double extortion. Uh, They will Mm -hmm. also, like, they will encrypt, they will exfiltrate, and they will ask for more money to uh, stop them from like uh, posting. Uh, that you know the The orange because that not only has uh, financial and business impact but also a huge huge reputational impact on organizations
0: because uh, the customers and users don't trust them anymore mostly right I have a very important question coming in my head sorry to interrupt you here but uh, don't you think so like um, uh, big data and you know uh, like the industry uh, that has built works on data like data selling is a huge market today i mean uh, i don't know much about it um, honestly speaking but uh, this is something that is getting on trend i think uh, how do you think is it like safe like the industry that's building up what do you have to say on that like what are your thoughts on data selling and um how do you think data is working data selling obviously it's a huge aspect and don't and you think that, that infringes our privacy? And you know, who gets the right to sell up uh, data? Like, and why? I know. I know. How are people making money on this? Too much money.
1: I mean, cyber warfare is a thing today, and you know, we are not really aware about it. But when you actually on ground and see things happening, it's kind of very dark. It's called the dark web for a reason.
0: Yeah. That, that's true uh, but do you have anything to say on the data selling and do you have any insight on that matter it definitely has to be more regulated and it's very difficult to regulate too and one
1: very good thing that is coming up now is uh, a lot of this just going back to the ransomware threat actors is now they're getting t- caught most of them and uh, you know their entire business is actually going down and law enforcement across the globe is you know trying to game up and actually fight back so earlier Mm. when it started so it's a very recent trend i think since it started probably around um 10 years back or something but since covid happened it has uh gotten like like you know it's increased exponentially and like uh, talking about a very latest uh recent event is uh Mm. when the ransomware threat actor called lapsus was at its peak and every week, you know, uh, they and uh, like, it's very funny and scary at the same time. Uh, So Laptis was, uh, you know, they had their hall of uh, (laughs) defame, it wouldn't be hall of fame or something, but like they used to talk about, so giants were getting, like, they were literally talking about leaking, uh, you know, information from giants, like, I mean, I don't want to name them at this point of time, but yeah. huge organizations. And they actually got caught, I think, uh, last week or ten, 10 days back. And it was a bunch of 16 year teenagers, all of them. And imagine, uh, you know, 16-year-olds coming into the picture and just thrashing yeah. such security processes. And exactly. Huge companies of companies mm-hmm. who
0: sell security in the first place.
1: Exactly.
0: So, I mean, that's the point to get worried about. I mean absolutely if... absolutely. And <laughs> if so it many hackers are coming up, where are normal people gonna
1: stay? We're <laughs> all we're all started. so if you look at it, you know, we like uh since knowledge is available everywhere, right? You can use it constructively or in a very destructive manner too. Destructive. So it depends on who's choosing what. And we need to yeah. spread this awareness that, you know, think about it, if these 16 year olds, you know, went ahead and uh, or uh, just became bug bounty hunters but th- there's also this one factor when you're actually um, in like you know you're working as so you, there, are, there are good guys and the bad guys right the good yeah. guys don't get paid as much as the bad guys do that's true so
0: I mean if the world is unfair wh- what? With with that, with getting being getting paid, I would like to ask you. I mean, nobody answers this question, but I will be really glad if you do. Okay. So, what is the average salary <laughs> one gets paid in 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 your know, cyber security industry? Yeah. As beginner, what is the salary that you'll get, and what is the top, most of the highest salary that one can achieve?
1: Now that's a very tricky question, but I—it's tricky. It, it, it is. I'll tell you why, because uh, just in the last one year, things have improved so much because of the increasing attacks. People understand, you know, how much it's important, and cyber in general has a huge shortage of skill. Because if you're agree. skilled, you work for organizations like let's say you're technical or a person. You work for organizations, mm. and you will be expected to not just be technical, but also have a lot of other skills to eventually grow. You need to be patient, yeah. right? You will grow because of your skills, but there's a certain amount of patience required to grow in an organization. But when you're on your own, like you know, you're you're your you are your own boss.
0: You're a freelance hacker.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, it depends. See, if you you're freelancing, then you know. Uh, I mean, there's no just one way to go. A lot of times, it depends on your performance, depends on who you work with. And I highly recommend people to... uh, So there's one more thing I would like to highlight here. I think I'm going... I'll address a pay aspect later. Because there is no
0: number that I can state. Because... As a beginner, if you can uh, tell us uh, what is a beginner's salary, like if somebody just enters and have no knowledge, how much does... A beginner gets paid an average. I'm not. It depends See if you don't know anything. How you much have you, a, you have been a graduate from KIT. Okay. Um, what was your colleague and your average salary at that time when you begin? Okay. So just, okay. Just talking about myself. I think I when
1: I was interning, I was making twenty five grand a month. That's my internship salary. That was the basic salary people get. Yeah, and, and it's pretty much the same. Like the average salary is going to be the average salary of an I engineer. Agree.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, there's no like one. But as uh, you grow with an experience, you can demand according to your skill. Absolutely. So not just experience. See, uh, experience at this point of time,
1: it's also, you know, how much time you spend on your own to upskill mm-hmm. yourself. Right. And while you're in the firm, you obviously learning, but mm-hmm. having a growth mindset and helping others learn too. So people who right. are below you and also above you, because I'll tell you something, mm-hmm. when you have fresh brains, you know, working, a lot of new ideas start, you know, coming exactly. in. Exactly. I agree. And that's a yeah. very, very, like, you know, very, uh, like, it's just a fresh start. So it's amazing to have new people, but obviously mm-hmm. if new people have the skill set, they will be paid more right if you're already mm-hmm. prepared for the industry and no college curriculum is going to prepare you for the industry it's all you how okay. well do you know the uh, you know networks how well do you and you know you have all of these courses even if you go in
0: the yeah you know start any working. course that you would like to recommend i mean just you like uh, with working or with studying is there anything that one should go through or one should do a course regarding to it Anything in specific. Depends on, again, what you're choosing that, you
1: know, okay, I want to be ha- be a hacker then. So if you want to, let's say, get into uh, hacking, for example, you'll, uh, let's talk about bug bounty only. And I'm, okay. I'm, a, I'm not a bug bounty hunter, but this is what I, what I understand. You need to understand how, an, how web applications work. Starting, mm-hmm. that's the starting point. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of books, like there's this book called the Web Application Hackers Handbook. And, you know, there are a lot of books available. Study the books, understand the base, you know, because if you don't understand the base reality of what's there, you will not be able Mm -hmm. to crack it. Even if you like, let's say you're uh, actually uh, looking for a bug, you will start going back into into your fundamentals. So having your fundamentals strong is key to everything. And if you have that, you will be like, it's easy. It's just easier for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't know the multiplication tables, how would you, how would yes. you do advanced mathematics? It's, it's pretty much like that. And a book quotes, that you would like to recommend? Book. So, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of books available. So like, let's say for a web application, the web application hackers handbook, that's like the Bible, everybody reads it. But that's what it is, right? You, you need to understand the ground reality too. And then having okay. some patience so you have a lot of uh, uh i think there is uh, not getting Buck uh, bug crowd is one where you know okay. so a lot of companies are listed there and they are there are like acceptable terms and conditions as to what are the different kind of things you can you know look into bucks you can look, look into and
0: accordingly get. Yeah. It. it requires a lot and i think this is a never solving uh, industry i feel uh new things keeps coming up, I feel. It's like a medical field where you discover new diseases, you discover Absolutely. new spyware. Absolutely. You've made a great reference.
1: Actually, I used to say that, you know, we are ER doctors, yeah. especially when I was in digital forensics and response. Yeah. It every day used to feel like being an ER doctor. And it was fun because every day when I walk, walk into work, there's something new I'm looking at and learning. Because there's a yeah. new device, new issue. And there's just so much to learn. And, you know, if, you, if you're if you working in this industry, you have to have patience. And you are learning on a daily basis, like, you know, research. So
0: having those skills that, you know. If, if I should a put question. a disclaimer of patience over here. So she has mentioned, like, patience n number of times. So please, students, have patience if I mean, you want to get that's into that's this. For everything,
1: right? Whatever you're working in. Uh, I think today the world in general has become like, everybody wants quick money. Everybody wants it. Especially with YouTube and TikTok (laughs) and, you know, the whole content creation game coming into the picture. And uh, 12-year-olds becoming millionaires. It's just
0: become crazy for all of us. We feel like, you know, what are we doing with our lives? But it is making the hustle culture a lot, uh, you know. Like we're not living, I feel, sometimes. We're hustling too much. I mean, everybody wants to reach at some point of place. And, you know, I mean, in in between, in the process of it, I think nobody is uh, literally living. I mean, they're just, you know, trying to reach somewhere. See, there's this one more
1: factor that comes into the... So having a vision for yourself that, you know, this is what I want to do. A lot of people, we need to, like, you know, you need to have that vision for yourself that this is what I want to do or this is the person I want to become. But in the process, you have to enjoy every... Day and every moment that okay oh my god I learned this new thing I learned this new strategy that you can you know talk about and help others and
0: you have to. But that, that I want to say something about you in this. I have seen you evolving like immensely, and I think to a better person. Like not just uh, flattering you because you're here. <laughs> I'm just genuinely saying this. Uh, I have seen you evolve a lot, and uh, I've I've seen you get to spirituality a lot. Uh, I mean, if you want to talk about it, if you want to you know grace us with some knowledge on spirituality and you know how can one person keep a balance of life and work together um, go ahead absolutely i think uh, <laughs> that's what keeps me sane
1: because work is mm-hmm. anyway insane for me mostly yeah <laughs> so how do you uh, enjoy it absolutely i think that is something uh, spirituality in general and i was actually like you know how i was earlier i was like one very rebellious person, and then I got into and I had no patience whatsoever.
0: I was, also <laughs> and so you are very,
1: here in the stream, patience. <laughs> so it's funny, and you know, I feel like the more you run away from certain things in your life, the more they come to you, the yes. more they're gonna come to you, and you better just like be like, okay, this is what it is, just brace yeah. it, enjoy it. And I feel like, you know. Like I just, I just mentioned earlier that, you know, I was totally non-tech and I got into this uh, completely tech. I think I cried for two weeks straight every, every day after work, I used to cry like, oh my God, what's happening. But then one day it hit me that, you know what, you have six months. So I was scared because I had a six months internship come PPO and I'm just giving this, these examples to help you understand what, what went with me and yeah. I was in denial that, you know, I don't want to do this. I mean, I'm not meant for this. This is not my thing.
0: Mm. But
1: after a point, I realized that, you know, what is there to do? You have to do these six months. And you, if you're anyway spending this these six months, just, just spend your time and see if you can do it. Yeah. See if you can do it. What can you make out of it? And I'm so glad. And having, you know, certain people were there to help you out and guide you is very 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 important in whatever domain you're working in having gurus right. like you know how in earlier times uh kids used to go to gurukul and have a guru and teach them that yes. is so relevant i feel today in every aspect okay. of my life not just i think i need to
0: a few moments later
1: so there, yeah so just to get back to what i was seeing was uh Yeah, I I just realized that, you know, if I'm spending six months, might as well just learn something out of it. And it was very funny. And it's also how life, you know, just brings you to that spot. And when I realized when I was working in industrial forensics, so like I feel like I was about to be kicked out because I didn't know a thing about it, right? But Mm -hmm. uh, there was this one lady who was, uh, you know, ready to... Yeah, absolutely. And she helped me so much. You know, I had like very lame doubts all the time. She had the... people. Are, all people are not lucky to have a guru also. Absolutely. absolutely. You, you need... There is hard work, but there is also luck to have that sort of people at that right amount of time to help you, guide you. Because if there was no one guiding me, I would have just been like, okay, MBA now. But uh, <laughs> I mean, there, there were a few things, I think few qualities. Like I'll just talk about one example where... I was given a piece of work this is like my first or second week of work and uh, okay. so she was kind of overburdened I feel and uh, she was like you know what just look at these web application logs and I had some uh, background in web application development so she was like you know Apache struts right okay just ha- have a look at these logs and tell me what happened what happened on this date and mm. I started looking at the logs and I was like okay this date something happened but uh, same scripts were used like six, seven months back and much more was exfiltrated, that, uh, exfiltrated at that point of time. So I started asking mm. her questions and I was like so fresh and you know, how, how, like I was very rebellious and everything. I was like, okay, um, something happened on 14 and 15. But before like, you know, diverging the answers to her, so started asking her questions mm. like, how do you know this happened on 14 and 15? who told the client <laughs> happened on, like, you know. You started asking her no question. <laughs> I started, I started. And, like, I remember we both had monitors, you know, and we just, like, people, I was, like, how do you know? Like, I don't think so. Because, you know, same script was used six months back and so much more happened. Mm-hmm. This was just, like, a test run, which kind of happened. Yeah. And who told the client that, you know, this is happening? I feel like whoever informed the client did it, like, I just said it out there that, because how do you have exact date and timestamp? How is the regulator having it right? If you think about it, it common sense. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, You're right. Then she, I started looking, I sh- started showing her. I was like, See, this is the script that was used. And long back, this script was used to exfiltrate much more. And at this point of time, this particular time frame that you're talking about, this was run just for
0: the sake of it. Mm. And she was like, Okay, let me go back and this." <laughs> that was something. To- very interestingly you cracked that yeah it was very funny and actually it came out to be true. the true the regulator was true. true incident, so, yeah. yeah and so i mean you need I to mean, have... you always need to be curious i mean i think one after patience i think another thing is you have to be curious to get into cyber security I cyber mean, you security have to have that think it's a life hack
1: whatever you're doing
0: yeah yeah completely <laughs> It is so life being life. curious, I would like to ask you another question. <laughs> okay, uh, we, we got distracted when you were talking about gurus. Um, uh, Achra, but you were giving the same example of, you know, you know, just like people used to have gurus at the old times. You need to have gurus right now, you know, to guide you to the right path. Uh, absolutely. Right so, finish, so one more thing I'd really like to the
1: point there is, obviously have yeah. people to guide you, but have hmm. your
0: own vision as to what and who you want to become. What do you Mm. want? You should not get swayed away to their vision No way, no
1: way, no way. You need to have Mm. your own uh, set of, you know, uh, values and ideas as to where do you see yourself? Because,
0: you know... Because I feel sometimes seniors, you know, try to sway you to their direction, maybe to get help from you. Absolutely. They do not really think about you, but yeah that's that's about it so uh, i was about to ask you on a personal level uh, like as an individual if a person wants to keep safe uh, i think I, I asked you about this but um, you know he says that cyber um, crimes do not only happen with people who are aware but are technical or are technically handicapped but if if even if we see the data 59% of the youth have been threatened digitally and more than 139 cases are reported every day this question is coming from a journalist by the way Mm -hmm. Uh, how do you think we can make more and more people aware of the incidences and how can we help people talk about it openly and you know because a lot of small little crimes I I would not say small little that's such a wrong way to say it but you know certain incidences that are not at a huge scale but on a personal level happens with everyone on a regular basis you know how can you avoid that I mean how do you how how do you report it how do you avoid it if you have an answer to that so so I mean, I obviously don't have
1: an, I don't think anyone has an answer to that, but what helps is you. So, you know, on a personal level, let's say, I try to make sure that most people that I come across, I try to help them be aware, a little more aware. If not everything I tell them, you know, don't click on random links, don't give your passwords, don't talk. When you Many times it happens, right? I speak to be sitting a little far and then I'll be like, okay, yeah, that's... Mango at the rate one to 3 is my password, just talking. You don't oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. you need we to... often do that. A lot of people do that. So you have to make sure that, you know, it's a practice. Like you have to inculcate that in yourself that, you know, uh, it's right. a password. I'm not going to divulge that into uh, to every anyone, whatsoever. And uh, no random links, as I earlier mentioned. Don't
0: click on links. And also places that take your numbers, dude. Like they take your number and then like, yeah, we'll send you mail, we'll send you coupons, we'll send you this, you know. So I uh, think we need to keep two sims for that. Sims? Don't take... Fa- I mean, I, I give give fake
1: numbers everywhere. And you know, <laughs> mostly, most everywhere. Well, somebody can... wants
0: to reach you, Bhavya. What is the urgency of reaching me <laughs> There can be. I mean, let's not go into
1: a personal context. So okay? close to me, they already have my number if they need me. Yeah, that's if true. they don't, they don't have it. And when you talk about emails, you can also have one email which is just for that sort of stuff. I do have that in place. So you know. Yeah, me too. And you can <laughs> also go into Proton Mail, have your, your email ID not on Gmail, and if you want to mm-hmm. make things more a little more safe and things like that. Many times, certain things I also do is use use a lot of temp. So if you just look for temp- temporary email IDs and if you need to sign up for something, use those instead of yours. So mm-hmm. limit how, what all places you use your personal email ID, which you use, let's say, for your yeah. banks, for example. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's how you can kind of save, save yourself. Mm-hmm. But on a personal level, it's a responsibility for each of us who are aware to let everyone who's not be more aware about it. Yeah,
0: Yeah. that's if that answers, I think that's all we can do. Okay, let's move on. Uh, It does answer like partially, but obviously, I think the solution is get not out there that you will give me a solution over it.
1: Nobody, nobody knows
0: what to do. So all a personal thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, if somebody wants to report a cyber crime, and they say that often the government website do not work, and people do not know what to do next. So what is the correct way to report?
1: No, I feel like. it has to be the police who's supposed to help you and otherwise like let's say you've had an issue on Instagram report it to Instagram Instagram for one or
0: Facebook is very quick at helping you out I feel 30 days <laughs> I think it takes so uh, there is nothing online that we can uh, there's no online uh, website or uh, any place where we can Theory, directly yeah. get cyber help it's only is the there police. any organization like that that works not really it's the police you can go
1: uh, reach out to to report who's gonna help you maybe but uh, there's no like one way or one person one regulator you can reach out to it's only law enforcement if you want to go that way but even if you go that way it's very difficult to find who did that to you so it's it's tricky now it's getting better because uh, mm-hmm. law enforcement is obviously getting better at you know catching uh, the bad guys but uh, it's tricky. I know there's no one, one place you can go. A lot of times, a lot of my friends
0: reach out to me, like, what am I supposed to do? I try to help much yeah. I can. But that's all we can do. There's no one place where we can. But can't. you can't help me regarding applications that I'm working because obviously you would need some, uh, you are already working for a company, so you can't uh, just uh, jump into another uh, work. I mean, you must be having a limitation, right? Absolutely. We all do. Mm-hmm. We, we just can't. But yeah, as much exactly. as I
1: can, I can try to help you out. That's it's all uh-huh. we can do. But yeah, there's
0: no, there's no regulator. There's no one place you can go to. I mean, the max you can go. I mean, to, that's sad. That's I mean, in, in such a big country like India, we should have something like that. I know I'm being idealistic over here, but I feel. No, there... I think the cyber cell in
1: Delhi specifically is quite good because I personally know some people who are working there. But if you look at it, it's such a huge nation, right? And to cater to every person, there's like so many people and it's difficult. We are definitely getting there. It's, it's, it's a journey, you know, it can't oh, happen. Rome wasn't built in the day. It's, it's a process now that we are yeah. aware, we can uh, yeah. get there soon. Sooner. I think that today we are talking
0: about it openly. I think that is something, is is I think one step at a time.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: The more we talk, you'll see a lot of people getting into cyber because
1: there's such a huge requirement for cybersecurity professionals. Like, there's just lack of uh, the right skill set, and even if you have the right skill set, finding the right job, you know, like you were, work, you yeah. working in the place where your skill set is required is, yeah. and when you talk, like I earlier mentioned, it's blue teaming. The more things like security architecture
0: cloud security this is so much blockchain security I yeah blockchain is a upcoming trend i mean in the market Absolutely. blockchain and is another thing that needs security with web 3.0, new security uh, uh, processes are coming into the picture so i mean there's so many things now on the internet that you need security for every freaking thing Absolutely. i mean um, bitcoins and you know the metaverse and everything that's happening around i think more cybersecurity professionals are needed i mean absolutely, absolutely. so mm-hmm. um what They're I very mean, overworked
1: been, all the time <laughs>
0: I, sorry i didn't hear you so
1: i, I was just mentioning i seem seen like uh, burnout is a very common trend in cyber in general because
0: you're just working on so many things all the time that you just need a break <laughs> <laughs> How is it um, like? How is it working? Like you are a woman working in that technical field. Like I'm really proud of you working in uh, this profession, but you don't see a lot of uh, women working in this profession. So how is the working environment, and how do you feel as a woman working with so many men around? And you know, how is it? Absolutely,
1: (laughs) quite empowering, and I feel the fact that you know we bring in when we talk about feminism, it's it's equality. And uh, now we're like, we're all getting quite aware about it that cyber in general, like I earlier spoke that it's not just technical, you need to have those soft skills in place to be curious too. And mm. I feel like I've worked with, I don't know how many women and uh, so many, like, I, like in my previous organization, I worked with a bunch of uh, people who just came out of college and, you know, most of them did not know anything about cyber. And I worked for them for approximately, I think, three or four months. And I saw them growing immensely, immensely, mm. like, you know, just because of the soft skills they had. So yeah. you just can't compare, like men bring a certain kind of flavor into organizations and women right. have a different kind of empowerment and flavors and, you know, soft skills that even men yeah. have, but it's, it's a mix of both that... So, like, you know, just like... let keep them haven't balanced. Absolutely. So, that sort of creativity and curiosity, I feel uh, that that comes from women. I it's very empowering. And same same applies to men as well.
0: Like, a lot of good... People. Do you think it's safer uh, to work in a uh, cyber profession? Like, safer as in a sense where, my love, uh, you're not dominated by the other gender and do you feel that this uh, this profession is going to that way where you know uh, equality is being at place so i like
1: earlier you know when i started my career i used to see very few people working in cyber especially when you talk about tech, like being technical and on ground and even my dad used to tell me like what are you doing you're traveling all the time mm-hmm. i used to travel most of the times so i used to be in client locations and you know um be in these it rooms and server rooms because i just started and like right. there was server rooms like minus 15 degrees celsius and uh, performing imaging activity there and i came out and i was sneezing for 20 minutes because this is so <laughs> cold 20 minutes i was just laughing it down and telling my dad just like just change a do- job and do a desk job and you know like even my family was very reluctant on me doing it like th- there was a point where they were like Keep traveling all the time, and you know we're not sure if you're safe, and especially you know yeah. how it's in India, right? So those factors did come in, but I was so determined. I was like, you know what? One thing I found that you know I'm like, I really like it. Let's let just let me do it. And there was a point where I was working seven days a week too. I shouldn't be glorifying it, but I kind of yeah. did it because I was enjoying the process, and mm-hmm. uh, it brought me where I am today. And you know I'm able to stand up for myself, and I know that you know not just for myself but for others also who are there in my company or who work with me and things like
0: that and uh, obviously you are inspiring so many other women you know if you are getting into this and you are being passionate about your work absolutely and i think on
1: a daily basis i get inspired but all of the people i work with and you know come come across because you learn you pick up these small things from everyone you work with and so good right and, and I like the
0: way you said seven days. I work for seven days. But then you said I should not glorify it. I, I feel like people should not glorify working seven days a week. I mean, oh, Dubai no. has four days a week um, work uh, situation. I feel like we, I am quite jealous. Today is Saturday. And oh, so, uh, anyway. government, <laughs> it's only applicable to
1: government entities. If you're working for a government body and not. So, KPMG still has. Like KP, I work for KPMG in Dubai. It still has a five-day work week.
0: So we're still working five years. That's pretty sad. Fine, yeah. Okay. So with that, I think uh, we are coming to the end of our section. And oh, okay. Before that, just there's one slight question that I want to ask you. What if uh, somebody who does not get into the Big Four? What are the other uh, companies that you would uh, suggest to a a person who has uh, done a cybersecurity um, course or a program, but doesn't know where to apply for. Mm -hmm. So
1: I would suggest, like there are a lot of these new uh, budding startups also coming into the picture. And I personally, for one, highly recommend working for a startup because you work on so many different things because when you join a big organization, you're getting that sort of visibility and responsibility and power. So with responsibility also comes like a huge workload, but uh, it also depends from, it's very subjective, right? Who wants to do how much? A lot of us like mm. to do comfortable jobs where like we log off after four or six weeks. It depends on how mm. productive also you are, and productivity comes with how long you worked for. So, certain yeah. bit, right in the initial days, I feel like we all have to hustle to know our shit, yeah, as to be yeah. able to do something that we were doing in eight hours to do it in you know half an hour. It's a it's, mm. a, it's a journey. It's gonna take some time, and mm-hmm. uh, that's how that's kind of why I feel today that experienced people are paid more because they've spent so much time, you know, learning and uh, being able to do it faster. So it's, it's just yeah. a journey that you need to enjoy. And if you could just repeat your question again, I think I kind of went. Yeah. So when you're, <laughs> I, I, I recollect it. So <laughs> talking about organizations, I think there are like, like a lot of, and I, I would recommend working for a, product-based company because uh, you product-based know, because th- that's when uh, you get to see the ground so let's say we talk about database security so you will actually be working on how to make it secure when you're working in consulting then like you know how I mentioned that you'll kind of be an ER doctor you won't be a specialist many a times like it's very difficult to be a specialist while you're a consultant because uh, it's a, Although it's required to be a specialist, but we're mostly okay. exact of all traits and master of none. But when you're working in a product-based company, you are an SME. You will know how exactly do you make this database secure. So, right. so yeah. There are a lot of companies like that. I would not like to name one because, you know, I'm already working. Like, uh, but, but, yeah. but you
0: can. And you. I mean, uh, if you would not have been working there, then, you know. It's, it's not like you're recommending somebody to not come to KPMG. <laughs> KPMG, everybody knows it's such a big company. So such it a... also, see, I feel when we
1: talk about companies, for example, you just, just a uh, little uh, recommendation that I would go tell people that don't look for what company do you want to work for? Look okay. for what people you want to work for, right? That's more important because the company is not going to drive you or teach you anything. It's the people. who right. So it depends on like, let's say, you know, you got hired by a certain people, most likely person, most likely you're going to work with that person. If you believe yeah. that, you know, you kind of look forward to becoming a person like that, you should go ahead and work. And for that, you need mm. to work with that person. So for that, you need to understand what are the different leaders and, you know, the kind of people who are there in the industry and agree- mm. because of social media. I think LinkedIn or Twitter in general is a very good mm. place to uh, showcase what you learn on a daily basis and you know, connect with the right people. And what yeah. I've done recently, especially on Twitter, is I've kind of curated my entire feed to have only infosec people. And mm. I don't have like a huge following. It's just like 50, 60 people. But they're all so good that mm-hmm. you know, I, every time I open Twitter itself or LinkedIn in general, that I learn so much from my feed itself
0: yeah you are basically surrounding yourself with everything that you you need to to see not seeing anything junk that's not required to your brain right i think that's That's your that's the way you're keeping yourself clean yeah
1: yeah. in your
0: head i think that's very much
1: required because you need to focus so a little little emphasis on having a vision board for yourself it's it's like you know very small small practices again going back to spirituality maybe that to be mindful of what you're talking, whom you're talking to, this is very small thing. But having that sort of a vision for yourself that, you know, fine, you know, on a daily basis, I'm learning these things. But after after a while, not having timelines also, because timelines make it very like crazy in our head. Mm. That you know, I want to eventually become that person. And every day that you wake up, you are that person, just believe that you're that person, and you will become that person, I feel like, oh my god, (laughs) that was a great insight, I would say, that's true, I I feel like, you know, and I I feel moving out of your hometown, and you know, being in a new place enables you to do that, because you just wake up, and you're like, you know what, I just want to be that person, I will be that person, so, yeah, and it, it works, just like, Uh, Just have to believe in yourself and keep working. Absolutely. So, in the process, it's also not like, you know, every day is just happy and things like that. There will be days where you're down, there will be stressful days, but you have to realize that, you know, you so having that vision again, journaling daily as to, you know, this is what I learned, small, small things, being mindful, Mm -hmm. small, like. Even if you're not learning something, let's say yourself, but you help someone know something you know, which might be a very small thing, but you know, it makes a huge impact on someone else.
0: Completely.
1: Small, small things help us grow eventually. And uh, yeah, I think these are the certain things. It's very difficult also. Like, you know, for example, like when I came here, kind of stay all by myself, it becomes difficult on the days I'm sick and things. What
0: do you do on your bad days? How do you deal with them?
1: I think it's it's difficult, you know, because you're not with your family and I kind of yeah. try to talk to my mom and see what's up because there are always more problems and I feel like my problems are smaller. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way <laughs> to feel better. And <laughs> just like spend more time with people and talk to people mm. I love maybe. Yeah. And uh, one more thing that helps me a lot. So I feel like, you know, Ask it. So, so, one very beautiful thing that I recently learned, maybe just a year back, and sure, I sure
0: sure we are excited to know.
1: Spirituality recently is, uh, yeah. you know, all our, all along in our life, uh, we keep changing. We come across so many people, but inherently there is something within us which remains the same. If you think yeah. about it, like there is yeah. one. A voice inside us, which remains the same, no matter what, where you go, what you become, it's the same. Mm. You know, leaving all your ego and all of those uh, uh, voices around. This is one small kid in you, in all of us, which yeah. and and it always like, says the same thing. <laughs> always, it, it it has its own values, and that's kind of our soul when you think about it, and it's very yeah. beautiful. So I think something which helped me identify that you know this is what i want to do i i don't i still don't feel like you know this is all i want to do i really want to do much 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 more much more i want, want, want to keep grow. growing absolutely and i feel what kind of helped me is to you know spend time with yourself and think about what 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 is that one thing that you know you like doing as a kid so i identified that you know i as a kid i used to like i i used to like reading a lot Okay, I'll just take a minute.
0: I'll just take a minute. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll yeah. just wrap it up now. We'll yeah. anyway wrap it up yes. to Anyway, very long. Just, so. just
1: one, one last thing. I think yeah. I want to talk about. Yeah. I learned recently, hmm. so kind of spends, uh, like you know, quite some time meditating and stuff, and I feel. You know, as much as it's glorified and made a trend on social media, you just can't sit yeah. by yourself and learn it. You need to have someone to teach you. Again, the factor of guru coming in your life comes. So, like in every aspect, you need a guru to, you know, tell you. Yeah. I'm very grateful for the few people who kept telling me that, you know, learn it from someone you will not be able to learn. But I was so stubborn. Like I used to be like, oh, I'll sit
0: by myself and meditate. That's how it works. <laughs> but that's not possible. Uh, especially with my, with my mind. It always have so many thoughts coming up that I cannot meditate
1: on my own. So there's this very beautiful thing about our mind and our body as to how it's different. So our body, uh, if you think about it, to train yourself, you need to spend effort. Like, you know, you need to hmm. uh, put effort into it. Like go to the gym, dress, dress up into the gym, uh, outfit yeah. and, and go and work out. I never and, ha- like the idea of gymming anyway. It, it's all effort which is required. But when you talk about your mind, the mind, how it functions, is it's effortless. So when we talk, like, let's say, I'm just gonna give you an example. I'll tell you, Swikriti, don't think about a monkey for the next five minutes.
0: Now, I will keep on thinking,
1: thinking about a monkey. So you'll just keep thinking about a monkey. So it's that's how it works. It's effortless, you know. Like it's very funny, but that's how it works. So the mind and the body are very different things, first of all, and you know. The way we handle them, like we spend a lot of time uh, traveling outside and, you know, seeing people, learning from people, but we barely spend any time and we are not actually Uh able to go inwards and identify that, you know, who exactly are are we as people and what do we want to do? We go by these definitions that people have of us, but who exactly are you? You need. we to are exactly inside. And spend some time reminding yourself on a daily basis that this is who I am and this is what I want to do and not be, you know, just stay undeterred around and very small, small things, but matter a lot. And just one more thing I think I wanted to mention here was, um, and I realized that, you know, I still like doing it so much and I feel like, oh my God, this is what I like to do. So there's a, a concept of dharma. That all of us are individuals there are four type of individuals in general and few of us mm. like being guides few of uh, few of us are you know very artistic. teachers yeah artistic. artists so it's like four different classifications of what kind of personalities not to classify people but personalities of mm. people. and then if you identify like let's say i'm i'm uh, i realize that you know as a kid also i used to like reading a lot like i used to sit and learn and stuff like i'm don't such a boring person but yeah i used to do that and i used to take my notebook and go to the entire family everyone and be like okay do you remember what i taught you yesterday and i used to take tests such a boring person to be but (laughs) that's that's what i like i used to teach so i taught everyone in the family whatever i was learning
0: you know a lot of people like to talk about it and you know that's how they share i mean knowledge is something that People like to share?
1: You learn more when you're sharing, actually. When sharing. you just keep it to yourself, uh, it's yeah. limited. But when you talk about it to other people, you get their inputs and then you improve whatever you That's have. So, I realized that, you know, this is what I like doing and then I, I started helping others also in whatever I learned a little bit. I try to make sure that, you know, I train this one person that helps me have one or two or, or I don't know how many more people but just... Uh, to, to know who, who you are, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. what is
0: that one thing that gives joy to you? So I'm also completely, to completely. It was very beautiful talking to you, Bhavya. Like, we got to know about each and everything that we wanted to ask you. And more than that, you also taught us a lot of, and I think you shared a lot of things about spirituality. I mean, I think a lot of people still have, to, you know, explored, I would say, uh, their spiritual journey. Yeah. And I think they should. They should absolutely. definitely. And I am the person who is, you know, on the on the process of maybe, you know. Uh yes, yes. and then it happens to each individual at their own pace of time. I believe on that very absolutely. Much. You will not um, get
1: into it unless like the right time comes. So there's also comes. one beautiful thing that I, I love. Okay. I'm just gonna I just keep talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> so the, the whole concept of karma, right? Uh these yeah, are all yeah. like very um. Spiritual talks that I'm talking about, but uh, mm-hmm. when the moment you balance your good and right karma, uh, that's when you kind of start on the journey and just start with you are. karma, karma, okay, good and the bad. When you kind of mobilize it or not mobilize it, but equal, uh, like you know, equalize it, that uh, is kind of prepared. when you actually get started. So, it takes people a lot of lives to get started and you know, be aware of this too.
0: Yeah, it, beautiful. it's beautiful. So- I mean, yeah. we should uh, get to learn more about spirituality with you. I think the next session will be about spirituality with you. <laughs> well, thanks for joining yeah. me. And with this, on this note, we would like to end this interview. And if you have more questions and if you want uh, to ask Bhavya about anything, I think you guys can connect to her on Instagram. I think that's a good place to get connected with Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. Yeah, so we'll put down her LinkedIn uh, uh, link, and you guys can, you know, if you got, you need to ask anything more, then you can surely go ahead. So okay, we are Thank signing off. Bye. <laughs>